All right. So three, two, one. That was, that was a good clap. I felt like I, <laughs> that was like the first time that we recorded like separately where I felt like our claps were in sync. Like my clap happened the same time in my hands as they did in my ears with your clap. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad that all worked for you. It happened. It only took what, like a year to. I was going to say, how right? many times have we done this apart? We, a handful. Yeah, I would say probably a solid like. Five times. Okay, that's not nothing. It's not not nothing. nothing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we've been doing this channel for eight years, but 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 the podcast only two and a half. Exactly. So you know, a handful of times, and you know what? We're giving people some content over their holidays. Not every podcast is doing that, I must say. So you know, I'd like to give ourselves a pat on the back. So thank you. I know. I know I see like all these other podcasts that are just like, this is our last podcast of the year. And I'm just like, mm, somebody's um, lazy. <laughs> I mean, I, we haven't discussed this off mic, but I, I assume we're not doing it next week. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> the 26th. You want me to do this on the 26th when I'm flying to Chicago? Absolutely not. Oh, I guess the 26th is a, yeah. a no go. Yeah. It's a no. All right. So well, this will be our last podcast of the year. <laughs> okay. Well, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And if you couldn't tell from the intro, we are in separate areas of the country. Matt Palmer has flown to Atlanta, Georgia. And I am still in Los Angeles, but I'm flying to New Jersey on Wednesday. And it's going to be gay all time. So we're recording this separately. So if something gets messed up, it's uh, probably my fault. <laughs> that is very true. Matt Steele, what else are you doing this week leading up to your departure? Any Le- big plans? Uh, I'm getting my uh, car smog tested. That's a giant plan. That's a that's a very big plan. And I never yes. know exactly how to do it. I've done it like three times so far living in L.A. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do it every like two or three years or whatever it is when you register right. your car. Um, and so I always feel like I'm doing it wrong. I always show up and I'm just like, is this am I? And they're like, yeah, 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 we got it. And I just sit there <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. You'll send it to the DMV. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just leave. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> Um, so that's always nice. I hope it passes. Um, and what else am I doing? Do you work either of the days? Do you work Monday, Tuesday? I work Tuesday. Okay. Uh, And I work tonight. I'm about to go to work now, which is why we're recording this podcast a little earlier in the afternoon. All right. Uh, Yeah. What, what about you, Matt Palmer? How has your time in Atlanta been? I saw you took a picture of a dog. I did. Yes. My mom's dog Duchess is, I I feel like we're finally getting to the point where she like seems to like me a little bit. She is, you know, she's slow to warm up and I feel like I was here in April. She was very suspicious, lots of side eyes, but it seems like now we're getting a rapport. We're on better terms with one another. And I think that's what you want over the holidays is to really grow closer with family members that you may have been a little more distant from. And I feel like Duchess and I are really representing that well. Yeah. So um, there's been that. I saw my friend Thomas last night, went over to his new place. He moved to a condo downtown, which he has purchased. Good for him. Good for him. Ooh, purchased condo. I know. And this is Thomas Davis of Echoes Entertainment fame. Like he 
we've listened to her. Well, I don't think we've shared his music on the show, but Matt Steele has heard his album and it's excellent. Oh yes, his album, his album, fully written and produced by Matt Palmer Music himself. Well, co-written. He did do the melodies and lyrics and a lot of the songs. Oh, so. he did. Oh, I thought he it was. Did. I thought you were just like, hey, I wrote these songs. Thomas, you have vocals. You can lay down these tracks. And I thought <laughs> no, you were no. directing the whole thing. It was very collaborative. It was like very Mariah and Jermaine Dupri. So oh everyone God. had to play their part and do their part. And I, of all of the songs that I wrote back in high school, I feel like I listened to Thomas Davis's the most because I'm like, these were actually fucking good. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm telling you, I feel like I've talked about this all the time. The Matt Palmer <laughs> Thomas Davis album is one for the ages. It should be released pronto. It'll win album of the year. Like it is, it is so good. It's just teenagers being gay and I singing mean. their little R&B souls out and just the cover alone is so Iconic. good. Just, it's just I, him know, posing I, I in front of a sheet. <laughs> I mean, we were just trying to get that blank backdrop. The sheet was the best we could do. We didn't think to iron it, but what can one do? He, he wore his <laughs> he wore his best like 2005 polo. Exactly. I, I mean, it was definitely more. I should honestly ask him. We're going to go to dinner next week um, once Shagson's in town. I should ask him. He'll, he'll let us share with the people some music because I feel like a video going through some of the Thomas Davis originals would be a big hit. I oh, feel like people would love to hear it. Merry <laughs> Christmas to the two gay Mats fans. Honestly, I, I mean, we haven't gotten the sign off from the artist himself. So I will okay. check with him, see how he feels. But like that is my goal for 2022 is for to share Thomas Davis's music with the world because it's truly quite good. So right. the people well, have got to hear it. Get your lawyer on it, girl. Let's go. <laughs> I shall. I shall. And also, I feel like there's been a lot of prep on my side of things because Jackson is coming to Atlanta for the first time. And so my family, my parents are like, we have to make everything clean. We have to think, make everything for nice for Jackson. What kind of food is Jackson like? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's going to be fine. Like, I am the more high maintenance of the two of us. So if I can survive, Jackson, Jackson can survive tenfold. So oh, yeah. there's been a lot of prep, more prep than I feel is necessary. But I feel like he'll appreciate it and they will feel comfortable. And like, he's going to love it. I mean, I, I need to like make more plans because again, when I go home, it's truly like I've been lying down and playing video games and watching Love, Victor half in the background. Like I return to my childhood self, which is like, I just want to lie. I want to play some video games. I watch want to watch TV I've seen before. Yeah. Like that's what Christmas means to me. And your mom is yelling, Matthew, help me clean. I mean, I'm here to I can help a bit. I've helped. We've helped get some uh, food together. I helped with the candied yams and the collard greens. So, you know, they're in the freezer now leading up to Christmas Day. And we're starting to eat some things. I'm having some dressing now, which we don't usually do. But I'm flying to Chicago to see Jackson's family on the 26th. So, you know, I've got to get my fill of the dressing. That can't be all done in one day, darling. Absolutely. I I support that decision. Do you have any big Jersey plans coming up when you go home? Oh, God, no, not at all. I'm seeing Carolina change on the 30th. Hopefully. I was going to say. <laughs> Hopefully, Ideally, I, yes. Yeah, I have tickets for that with my brother and his boyfriend. And Carolina change is just like, you know, one of my favorite things on the planet. So I would really no. lo- love a chance to see it. <laughs> I didn't see. know you I liked mean, that show. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I saw the original production, clo- the closing performance, mind you. Uh, mm. But, now, you know, I've got to see this production and compare and contrast and everything. You um, must. So hopefully I'll be seeing that. I'll be, you know, there's a day that on the 27th, my like friends from home and I are, we're all going to get together and, um, 
you know, see each other. And uh, my one friend is like apparently starting her daughter potty training like the day prior. So she's like, oh my. and it's going to be at her house. So she's like, uh, just an FYI, like uh, uh, Demi's not going to be wearing any pants and she's probably going to be pooping everywhere and I'm going to be screaming at her. <laughs> but uh, but we'll have fun. And it's like, yes. that that sounds great. That sounds that sounds right. I guess in our age group, that's what's happening with people is they're having children who are ready to potty train. Which, know. you know, we're not there yet. Which Maybe is which is apparently like a moment, like apparently like a huge oh. deal. Like I it's feel like, like yes, it's it's like oh, you're planning like to the day, like this is the day we are starting potty training. Mm. Like, I mean, I didn't know it was a to the day plan, but I knew it was like a big life moment, and like you know, some did take better to it, and some do not. So yeah. you know, I wish all the best to all the parents out there who are dealing with this, even over the holiday season. I wish um, you all the best. I do. And I mean, I hate to bring the mood down, but I just think at the top, we need to all just, I'd like us both to give our votes as to one to 10. How worried are you about Omicron? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we can just get on the same page, like percent chance this is going to be like really bad is like 10 is like March 2020 all over again. And then zero is like nothing is going to happen and we're all OK. I we're, do, what number are you? I do not see it being March 2020 because okay. there, there are vaccines and boosters. It's true. It's um, true. like so I, I don't think it will be that again. And yes. obviously, like people are more prepared, like systems are in place. We yeah. know how to deal with something. I, like I'm not this. hearing. A, a number, Matt Steele. I, girl, I don't have a number. There's no mathematical calculation. One to I ten. I've literally said one to ten. I don't know. I, but like, what is a one? Is a one like I'm so, I'm the opposite of worried. Like uh, the one is I'm the opposite of worried. One is like I'm flying home. I'll wear a mask when I feel like it. Blah blah blah. Oh, well, Which, I mean, by the way, the people in Atlanta are not wearing like going to the grocery store here is shocking. Oh, yeah. It's when like, I wait, when I was in Austin over Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, hello. Like what's happening? And no one seems to care. Like everyone's just like, oh, it's a, most of us aren't wearing masks. And it's like not a big deal. I'm like, guys, please. The, I just I mean, I guess it's an L.A. bubble thing, but it was shocking. To well, me. also, the only people I see really, really freaking out online mm. are the New York City people, which like right. understandable, especially because yeah. I follow um, a lot of, you know, theater people and everything. And they're very worried right. about, oh, is there going to be another Broadway shutdown and everything? Um, and I don't see it. I, I could see it maybe closing down for like a, a little bit, like right. a month or two. But I, I don't see it being like another year and a half shutdown because, again, there are vaccines and boosters i is I, your number three then i'm <laughs> feeling <laughs> i'm feeling a three from you is that I, what you'd say you know what? i'll be a little more conservative and say a 4.5 okay all yeah. right why what's your I'd number say, i think my number's up six okay <laughs> i think i think it certainly won't be as bad i love that i'm boosted and double vax and all of this and i hope more people are than aren't, but I mean, in my current, you know, zip code, that's probably not true. Um, but I, I, I do feel like it is plausible that there could be a lockdown of like a like much like you were worried about the Broadway. I feel like there could be like a lockdown of like a few weeks, and I just am nervous that that kind of thing could happen while before I am back in LA, and maybe that <laughs> is not going to happen. And like, but I, I, you know, maybe I just lean toward the cautious because it's been such. You know, a roller coaster, this whole COVID pandemic moment that we've been living in for almost two years now. <laughs> well, I mean, what we were in before wasn't really a lockdown. Like, we weren't, mm. like, not allowed to leave our apartments and everything. Right, our house but and it was, it was, 
different than it is now. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I could see it going back there temporarily. I just hope it I just hope it doesn't happen before I make it back to LA. And it's like I don't want to not feel comfortable on my flight back to LA also. Not that I'll be like taking my mask off and like, you know, flitting about the plane, but you never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I definitely see it being an, an era of more caution. The thing is it will not be last winter. Like last no. winter No. Was I like, mean, I'm already home. Like that's already yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> exactly. Well, and also I, I could see a lot of people being resistant to a, a like reverting to what the lockdowns that were or the, you know, different shutdowns that were happening last year, because I mean, I could see a lot of people really not following those protocols. I mean, people weren't following them the first time. Let's be serious. <laughs> yes, but I could see them following a lot. I could see more people taking it less seriously this but time around. Doesn't that make you feel like it could get worse if people take it less seriously? I mean, of course I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but I I am very confident and like they're very confident in like vaccinations and everything. Yes. And obviously there's a percentage of people who are not, but mm. um just get your if you're listening to this, you are smart. Get your booster if you haven't gotten it yet. It's really easy to set it up, to schedule it, to go get it. It like feels like the second shot again, and it'll keep you so much safer over this like COVID uptick season. And I just want that for all of us. I yeah. want us to be safe. You know how I feel about safety. You're very big on safety. I and am. I like safety too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, should we dive into the news for idiots? All right, let's dive in. Let's go. Okay, so apparently there are nominations there, afoot. There are nominations. <laughs> all came out on one day. They did. So the Golden Globes, which I guess are going to be, you know, streamed on Twitter or something, uh-huh. uh, have their nominations out. Let's see for the film, because I feel like the TV ones you don't care so much about. But I saw a lot of Ted Lasso. I saw a lot of Succession. You know, I saw uh, Issa Rae was nominated for her performance in Insecure, which is very exciting. Film nominees, Best Motion Picture Drama, Belfast, Coda, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog, which I don't know what that is. Uh, and then Power of the Dog, Com- I literally talked about it on the podcast. Which one is that? <laughs> it's the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, and it's like a little, you know, homoerotic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Well, um, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, Kirsten Dunst. I do like she's, Kirsten She's Dunst. the homoerotic part. Got it, perfect. <laughs> uh, best motion picture, musical, or comedy, Cyrano, which is surprising because I went and saw West Side Story and then the Cyrano trailer played and me and Jackson were both like, that looks bad. Are but you kidding? That oh, trailer, that trailer that, is beautiful. That trailer was like, okay. Oh, like, uh, no. I you are, like you are least, out of your mind. No, it was bad. Um, And then Don't Look Up, which I also heard wasn't great, but I got a nomination. Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom, we love. West Side Story, we love. Uh, What would you root for in that category? In the musical comedy category? Yes. Well, you know, Tick, Tick, Boom's my favorite movie of the year. I have not Mm. seen, and obviously West Side Story, last week I went on and on about about how much I loved it. Um, So either one of those wins would be really fantastic. I have not seen Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, or Cyrano yet, because they have not come out in full yet. Licorice Pizza's playing in, like, one theater in Los Angeles, but its wide mm-hmm. release is, I think, Christmas. Um, and that's the one with the Haim sister, sister in it? Yes. Okay, got it. Okay. Oh, and she's nominated. Oh, great. Best Actress in Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Yeah. Alana Haim, Marion Cotillard, Jennifer Lawrence for Don't Look Up, Emma Stone, Corella. Interesting. And then Rachel Zegler for uh, West Side Story. Yeah, that's Motion Picture in a Musical or Comedy. Yes. Yeah, I could see, uh, I imagine they would give it to uh, Rachel uh, Zegler. Yeah, I mean she was great. Story. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, well, or actually, oh no, maybe Alana Haim might take it as well. Really? Yeah, those are the two. Well, Alana Haim like stands a strong chance of getting nominated for leading actress. Oh my god! And, and Rachel, 
I, I, I wouldn't, I don't foresee her winning. Best okay, Lee that's what I was wondering. Is a Heim sister going to be an Oscar award winner? I, well, the thing is, you never know. But, um, you never know. Uh, but Rachel, she stands a chance of getting that, like, a nomination as well for the Oscar. I would say, I don't know who would win between the two of them in the Golden Globes. And I see that Lady Gaga got nominated for House of Gucci, Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is happening here of note? Um, I love that Ariana DeBose from West Side Story is nominated. She was so fucking good in that movie. Oh, well, she's, I like, she's getting a lot of like critics awards. I hope she is because she was mm-hmm. excellent. Like yeah. she was truly excellent. Like I loved all the performances, but her and also I did like the actor that played Riff. I oh, did a very good job as well. He was my he was favorite. Excellent. Loved him. Um, well, I mean, also the role of Anita is just such a dynamite role. Like True. It, it's so hard to make that role bad. <laughs> like right. that role is just so good. So and she just like carried it off flawlessly. Like she was fantastic. Would you call it the Effie White of West Side Story? I mean, she doesn't have like <laughs> the giant emotional like power ballad belty moment where she's like right. screaming and crying and rolling around on the stage. But like mm. she's doing that in like the dancer, ver- the dancer sassy version. OK, OK. Oh, wait, I'm looking through the um, what are the other nominations? The Critics' Choice film nominations? Critics' Choice nominations came out the same day. Wow. Okay. Did I miss it in the uh, Golden Globes or was Nicole Kidman not nominated for the Golden Globes? Nicole Kidman was nominated. She, she was. was okay. She was nominated was for uh, Best Leading Actress in a Drama along with Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Colman in The Lost Daughter, and Kristen Stewart and Spencer, Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. Um, Wait, this is for both the Golden Globe and for the Critics' Choice? Oh, are you talking about the Critics' I'm, Choice now? Yes. The Critics' Choice, I feel like you just read the nominees. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Um, I, I just read the nominees for the Golden Globe. Nom- oh, great. So they're yeah. literally the exact same. <laughs> I love that, like, none of these. Are, are there any surprises in either of these nominations, for, in your opinion? Um, Some people were, like, a little surprised that the Critics' Choice uh, nominations were a little safe. They felt that mm. they were a little safe. Um, Got it. Like, they kind of were hoping that, uh, like, a Tatan a would get in there, especially because the... The critics overall sort of tend to award more surprising winners, not sort of the obvious choices. Mm. And so um, they were kind of hoping that they wouldn't sort of try to go along and predict what the Oscar nominations would be as much. Right. Um, but so that so people were like a little surprised by that. But no, it's it's the same sort of thing. Um, Nicholas Cage got in for the movie Pig, which is different from the Golden Globes. I don't think Nicholas Cage got in for Pig at the Golden Globes. Have you seen Pig? What is Pig? A Pig I saw on a plane ride uh, to Austin because I never mm. I didn't get to see it in theaters. It's about a guy. He used to be a chef and then he decided to live in the woods after his wife died. And he has a pig who uh uh, looks for truffles, and then one day his pig what? gets his his pig gets kidnapped. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, it's I mean, fun. I'm sure it sounds fun. I also see him in a trailer for some movie where he's playing a version of himself. Oh, that like, tra- it looked so good. What was that trailer called? It was like the weight of unbelievable talent or unbearable yes. talent or something. Oh my god, I'm looking it up. I'm I'm happy that we're recording this uh, apart from each other because I'm at my computer. And Good. I, the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> massive talent. I mean, that if that doesn't sound like a Matt Steele autobiography title, I don't know what does. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> very excited to see that movie. Wow. Okay. Well, um, from pig to a lady who hung out with a pig over her vacation one time, Britney Spears. <laughs> she, <laughs> my friend's pig, mind you. 
Yes, that's true. Matt Steele's friend's pig, which, you know, I don't know what episode we talked about that, but we did. So look in the archives <laughs> if you don't know the story. Um, so she, of course, took to Instagram where she takes all of her qualms and is discussing how she was angry about that Diane Sawyer interview from 2003. She said she went through a really hard breakup with Justin Timberlake. She doesn't say his name, but that's what she's referencing. Um, and then it was pretty lame of her dad and three men to show up at her door when she could hardly speak. Two days later, they put Diane Sawyer in front of in my living room and they forced me to talk she said a woman or a girl and i would say now ma'am i'm a catholic slut and i'm like oh my truly <laughs> truly iconic line i mean it's just like there's been so much iconic there's been so much iconic phrases from britney spears in all of her life and during these instagram posts especially and i think i'm a catholic slut is top tier like oh. it's up there <laughs> and i mean it's perfect for the christmas season like <laughs> i was all Very about timely. i was all about that line uh, of course, Jamie Spears' lawyer has insisted in a statement that pe- that uh, he was completely uninvolved in planning the interview. Mr. Spears has no idea what Ms. Spears is talking about, blah, blah, blah. We don't believe him, whatever, whatever. Um, but Mariah also mentioned in a new interview that she reached out to Britney during the whole conservatorship. She said, um, I think everybody on this planet deserves to be free. And what they did to her from what I saw was horrific. So I reached out to her through a mutual friend because I wanted her to know, guess what? You're not alone. I think the question was like posed to her like, when you were going through all that glitter period and you felt like your family was trying to swoop in and do something unfair to you, did Britney's situation make you feel a closeness to her? And uh, Britney said she reached out, which, you know, not everyone can say they at least tried to do. And um, the last piece of Britney news is that Sam Ashgari has confirmed that he and Britney Spears will be baby making for Christmas. So. All right. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they'll be having a nice, cozy Christmas together. Hey, keeping each cozy- other, keeping each other warm. Exactly. A cozy little Christmas, which I must say, when it comes to like pop Christmas songs of the past 10 years, the Katy Perry song Cozy Little Christmas is really great. And I feel like it got no attention, mostly because the first year it was out, I believe it was an Amazon Music exclusive, but it's really cute. And I urge us all to listen to Cozy Little Christmas. She's coming back with a new single also uh, with a dance producer named Alesso. I forget what it's called. If you could look it up because you're on that all computer, right, that'd be great. I'm on that computer. But the headline is like, my hair is black again. <laughs> I feel like that is like really the theme of the single. And um, she, in the preview for the single, she's like, I'm just giving them everything they want. And I assume that's a reference to that gif where, you know, whoever says I'm going to give the gays everything they want. Who's in that gif again? Is uh, it? Oh, it's Erica Jane. Okay, it's yeah. Erica from Housewives. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, new What's, single is called When I'm Gone. It is going to be streaming on platforms Wednesday, December 29th. Oh, wow. All right. Very soon after the holidays, she's bringing us back to the new year. Um, I assume this is going to be a part of her like, oh, and now I'm going to be a, a Vegas residency girl. Uh, and maybe this is a tie in with that. So, OK, love that for her. It's weird. Um, I feel like Smile just came out. Yeah, uh, I guess this was over a year ago at this point. But I think it was. Yeah. But I mean, the first single off a of smile was never really over, which was like three years ago at this point. I know. Or two, I really, two years ago. I will. I'll never be. I'm like not upset about the fact that she put that song out without having an album ready because that song deserved to be the beginning of a great rollout and like resurgence for her. Oh, but absolutely. What an excellent piece of music. I mean, even that other single Harley's in Hawaii has had like a TikTok resurgence as well in the like last couple of months. So maybe there's another big hit in her and maybe it's this song with Alessa. You never know. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, what else has Alesso done? Is like any? Um, he's a dance producer. I can't really name the music, but I know he does dance music, and the gays love dance and have loved Katy Perry. So maybe it's a match right. made in heaven. You know, I love that. Love it. Um, in you know dark news after I you know made fun of the ending of the first episode of and just like that for a good reason. Uh, what happened following was. Something that, of course, would happen in 2021. So then Peloton put out an ad that came out on the following Monday after the Friday before they had basically big uh, played by Chris Noth die on a Peloton. So spoilers, but I mean, come on, it's been so long. (laughs) Uh, Die on a Peloton and the end of the first episode of And Just Like That. Peloton, over the weekend, they say, put together this ad with the trainer who was in the, um, you know, that he was riding with in the show. And they were sitting on the couch being like, oh, like Peloton's actually really good for you. And like, let's go take another ride, blah, blah, blah. In response to it, it had a whole Ryan Reynolds voiceover. Who knows how much everyone got paid for this. And then days after that commercial was released, the Hollywood Reporter has run a story that says two women have come forward to accuse Chris Noth of sexual assault, which he denies. The women who do not know each other told THR that the Sex in the City reboot stirred painful memories of the alleged assaults. Noth calls the encounters consensual. I have read the article and it is truly devastating and since the, the fact that the two women have not met each other, did not corroborate these stories in any way, and there's so much overlap between them is really struck, shocking and startling mm. and devastating. And it's also like, I guess we all have to use the kindest words we can, but like, uh, what is described in the article, these are like, these are rapes. Like, they are saying it's a sexual assault, but like, I just feel like they're trying to make sure they're being fair and like making sure everyone on every side is heard, but it's, it's just very shocking. So if you are sensitive to that kind of um, storytelling and that kind of, you know, the, the, that kind of thing, I would recommend not reading this article. But then of course, after they've paid all of this money, you know, this Peloton ad has of course been pulled after this has come out. Yeah. And I'm like, I, on the one hand, I'm like, well, good for the, you know, and just like that fans who are watching probably, hopefully he will not be popping up, but I could see them doing some flashbacks. And what are you going to do with that? Like, are you going to cut him out of the show completely? Like, it's just a, a fucking mess. And like, ugh, it's just awful. Oh, I, th- I think you can easily cut out flashbacks of future episodes. I mean, like, I it- hope they do, but uh, it's just like, I just, it's, it's just, so many people I feel like that whenever there's a man who's on television or has any like semblance of power and was around in the 90s or the early 2000s or like any period before right now there's always these allegations that come out about them and it's like is this just what we accepted as the world at that point it's uh, just as upsetting don't know don't I don't know it, yeah I think it was very telling when the fact that these two women didn't know each other. Right. Um, and so that's very interesting. It's just crazy that it's like, you know, all happening at the same time as this whole right. like Peloton lighthearted moment on the show and everything. It's like, I mean, on the show, he did die. <laughs> but well, okay, I mean, but it, <laughs> the, the response was lighthearted. People yes. were having fun with it and memeing it. And it's like, no, no, this isn't fun. This man is a, a alleged rapist and dangerous and should be kept away from the rest of the population. And so it's like, well, there goes all the fun we could have had in 2021, which is kind of like the Omicron theme is like we could have had fun around this time of year. And it's not happening because the world is garbage. And Chris Noth, if this is true, is complete fucking garbage. And I hope never gets cast in anything again. Um, Jeff Garland, who, whose name I've never heard in my life before, apparently is on the Goldbergs and is also exiting his show after 
multiple misconduct allegations and HR investigations. He did an interview, I think, recently, like speaking on these allegations before he was let go or quit or whatever he's going to say he did. Uh, And he was basically like, I mean, if ever I texted about vaginas to my castmates, it was done in jest. Like if, and then like supposedly there was someone who complained because he kept like talking about vaginas in like a joking or like a negative way, and uh, a female crew member complained, and he on set took her her by the head and like repeatedly said the word vagina in her face. Oh, that's like, rough. Over and over, and it's like, what is wrong with people? Like I cannot fathom feeling like you were so important. In, on a set or like in a, at a workplace to do something like that like you already are being investigated by HR like wouldn't you want to lay low and like not be an asshole to this crew member who's just trying to do her job yeah a thousand percent that's Ugh. yeah that is not the response to have I don't care like if you want to like keep your comedian ways and keep being goofy and everything it's just like oh no that's a, the point where you're just like oh I'm sorry I'm yes. sorry <laughs> if you were uncomfortable I apologize and it will not happen again yeah but Alas, that's not what occurred. Uh, and happy- there a Bob uh, Bob's Burgers guy who uh, is apparently accused of being at the insurrection on January sixth? Yes, I I think it's Bob. I think it's Bob's Burgers. It's definitely a cartoon that is like adult that I don't watch. Um, but I believe it is Bob's Burgers, and that is true. And um, so the, I mean allegedly, but then also someone I think someone tweeted who worked with him on that show was like, well. He's shown us pictures from him at that event and told us he was there. So that's kind of what I'm going off on. Because so many people are like, do we know this is true? They're trying to just cancel him and there's no proof. And it's like, well, if he told them, then I think that's the proof. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it's uh, Bob's uh, Burgers actor Jay Johnston is his name, was banned from the Fox animated TV show because of his alleged involvement in the January 6th insurrection. Ooh, like, I mean, I feel like, is that not a question you've got to ask to every, like, Man, I guess not even just man, but like on a first date, it's like, where were you January 6th? I need to know because I, clearly some like some of y'all were there. Some of you guys who are still out here floating around on Hinge were there. I do King love seeing I do love seeing like whenever like a new hot person pops up on in pop culture ETH or whatever, people mm-hmm. on social media are initially just like, wait, wait, before we love him, where was he <laughs> January 6th? It's really I mean, it's the only way to move forward in this life, I feel, is to make sure we all are we're not there and we were accounted for in our homes and not at the Capitol. Oh, God. But I mean, so many of those people are actually going to jail and stuff, which is exciting. I feel like some for a a legitimate amount of time and some for like two months, which is bullshit. But anyways, um, I think that was everything I had for News Radio. Is there any news that happened this week that I might have missed, Matt Steele? Well, I mean, on top of like, you know... A couple of Broadway shows have, you know, announced that they were canceling performances over this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole company thing, have you heard about that? No. What happened? Oh, OK. So literally the day where I don't know how many Broadway shows canceled performances. It was a couple mm-hmm. um, just because there was a COVID outbreak among the cast. And of course, they did the smart thing and were like, we're canceling performances for either today or for the weekend. Um, and, uh, so of course people were like, Oh, and they were, you know, very nervous about the impending doom that they felt was like looming over, (laughs) you know, Broadway as an institution at this point. And then all of a sudden it was announced company started their, their show. Um, and then they performed the opening number and then right away the curtain closed and they were like, we're having technical difficulties. No. And then then Patti Lapone came out and like riffed and, you know, sang a little, talked to the audience and everything. 
and then they announced the show has to be canceled because due to a non-COVID related like incident backstage. What uh, happened? Apparently someone in the cast got food poisoning. And so, (laughs) and so like people in the, the cast were like one guy in the cast, uh, tweeted like, uh, I don't have COVID, but someone did throw up on me. <laughs> and like, and but the thing is, apparently they were, you know, putting an understudy or like a standby in a costume. Mm. So apparently, apparently, you know, they had the standby ready or the understudy ready. But yeah. I'm because and they thought that the show could resume. But I'm assuming that multiple people got this food poisoning thing um, because they had to. You know, if someone's out, if someone's sick, you know, the understudy or standby goes on. So it's not that big of a deal. But right. in order for a show to be canceled, it would have to be like, oh, we ran out of understudies. <laughs> like we oh ran, we ran out of standbys. So it isn't clear exactly what happened. Um, and of course, it's very disappointing. Obviously, it's very relieving that it's not COVID. Um, right. But it's just ironic that it happened literally the day when there really was a, a number of shows that were canceled. So people, right. it, it was just like added to the mess. And actually my friend Greg was in the audience when this happened. <laughs> was he, did he get a refund? Yeah. You get a refund. Okay, go, go, like go, go, that. Go. Or like you get a ticket to another show, another right. day or something like that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was something. And so I, I just wonder, I really want to know what happened. <laughs> I, I I'm mean, really desperate to know. I must've just been chaos back there. Absolutely. I just can't, it really like in no shade to, you know, your favorite industry in the world, but it doesn't it feel like Broadway's kind of hobbling along to the end of the year. Like it feels <laughs> like live theater is the first thing that gets affected, obviously, when there's a, you know, an uptick of cases. But like, whew, it's just it just I feel like it's something if it's not one thing, it's the other. If it's not COVID, it's food poisoning and you're just trying to make it make it to 2022. All right. The message is wear a mask and don't eat. Yes. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat because I, you might get diarrhea. You never know. I I don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't. I guess you could watch what you eat, make sure it's cooked all the way through, and like hope for the best. But you should eat. But Everyone what if should it, eat. But food poisoning a lot of times is caused by like a salad. You know, leafy greens well, are very dangerous. Okay, well, no, wear a mask and don't eat vegetables. Okay, you are a bad influence to everyone listening. <laughs> Listen, Broadway's got to go on, all right? We need our actors safe and healthy. I mean, well, I, I guess we'll see. And also, wait, question. Didn't Spider-Man make like $5 billion over the weekend? Wasn't it the third biggest opening weekend of all time or something? Oh, yeah, they're projecting like three hundred, like $250 million this weekend. Are, are, is every movie going to be a Marvel movie or like a part of a trilogy? Like, I hate like and not even to be shady because I liked the movie. Uh, why did West Side Story only make 10 million? Like are, are studios only going to start making like Spider-Man's and like Spider-Man-esque films? I'm concerned about the success of Spider-Man and what it means. Oh, now you're concerned about the state of movie theaters <laughs> and movies opening. I mean, movie theaters. not not theaters, really. I just don't. I want them to be made. I think we all need to accept that they're just going to get streamed. But I don't I I. 
don't want Tick, Tick, Booms not to be made anymore. That's what I'm more worried about. Well, go see a movie at your local theater, darling. Uh, support I don't want to go to the theater. <laughs> well, I'll watch. I will stream it. Support. I'll stream it at home. Well, then you are part of the problem, my I'm love. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't go see Spider-Man either, so I'm not part of the problem. Well, yeah, but you <laughs> saw what happened. Apparently, um, it, you know, was I saw on Twitter, uh, apparently a theater has been canceling showings of Nightmare Alley to make room for more showings of Spider-Man. Oh, What's Nightmare and Alley? Nightmare Alley is the new Guillermo del, uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, um, beautiful, what? like gorgeous. Um, yeah, and so people are like, oh shit. Oh mm. shit. Like, this is bad. <laughs> I mean, gonna- c- congratulations to Spider Man. You know, yes, good for and you. But like, but like, oh shit. Ooh. Okay, well, we love a death knell to end the year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I, I will, I will watch Tick, Tick, Boom again from home. That'll help. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know how much that helps, but okay. It'll help. It'll help. Um, so is there anything else you need to tell the people in News for Idiots or should we take our little break? Um, go see a movie. Let's take a break. Yes. Watch <laughs> it on Netflix and be safe. Take a break. <laughs> All right. We're back. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, I'm typing on my computer, looking up the thing that is going to be my giving me moments. Oh, all right. <laughs> a peek behind the curtain. A peek behind the curtain. I See, I don't get to do this when we're really recording the podcast the way we usually do, because yes. it's much harder to do things on your phone. It is. It like, is my, my fingers are fat. I always mess up, <laughs> like, whenever I need to type a P or an O, I always end up typing the opposite letter. Interesting. Like, What's that, that about? That corner of the, the keyboard on a phone, is always just a disaster for me. That's always oh, where my typos lie. It's oh, it's because. Oh, I see. I see. It's because you're left-handed, so you're using your. Le- okay, I'm. I'm seeing why that would be hard. Oh my god! Look at you using like scientific observations. I mean, I just. I. I know my audience. I, I, I didn't who I'm even talking to today. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. That That's, like, yeah, oh, I'm. I'm less dexterous with my right typing hand. Totally. Wow. Totally. Amazing. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have any emails <laughs> oh, this week. No, everyone's took the Christmas week off or wanted us to take the Christmas week off. And exactly. Thank you so much. So yeah. Kind. Because, you know, those, those, uh, email my hearts just takes so, so much work on our part. I know we're such <laughs> hard workers. I feel like everyone always says that. We literally like <laughs> read them like on the moment. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, right. <laughs> All right. And then we're like, Oh, 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 we have to think of like a good answer on the, on the fly. Right. That's what um, people want. They want, you know, us to be improving. I'm basically an improver, you know? Exactly. UCB, give me a call. You are a groundling, baby. I'm a groundling. Leveling yes. up. <laughs> yes. So I guess, do we go right to giving me moments? Yes, I guess we do. So Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Uh, so I saw, it's going to be another movie, Shocker, but it is the Shock. most wonderful time of the year. Uh, so I saw a wonderful movie that I was planning on seeing in theaters, but didn't get around to... Mm-hmm. Um, because it was only in theaters for a short period of time and, but it's on Netflix and it is a movie called Passing. Uh, it is by, uh, Rebecca Hall. I believe this is her directorial debut. Oh, wow. Um, she's a fantastic actress. Loved her, loved her, loved her in the movie, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Um, and something I didn't know about her is that she is apparently a, a quarter black. Her, okay. her, uh, I think 
on her paternal side, maybe, I think I saw. Um, and so, but, and her father, I believe, um, passed as, you know, Caucasian his entire life, I think was the story that I heard. And so, because when I first heard that she was making this movie, I was like, huh. Uh, but it's a movie based on a book that I actually read in college when I took, uh, the class Black Women in America. And mm. it's a great book called Passing. Uh, the book is by Nella Larson, and it is about about two black women, and they both can pass for white. Uh, mm. And one of them really has leaned into it, has really like lived her life as a white woman, like when she grew up into an adult, married a white man, has blonde hair. The, her husband has no idea that she is black. Wow. Um, and the other woman, uh, who is played by Tessa Thompson, uh, you know, has a, a black husband and, you know, black children and everything, but she occasionally will go downtown, uh, in New York city and, you know, go into the stores where, you know, it is not cooth for, you know, a black woman to go into at this point. This is in the 1920s. Right. Um, and she will occasionally pass as white for convenience. Um, mm. and they're childhood friends and, uh, the the Tessa Thompson's character meets back up with they haven't seen each other in years meets back up with um the other character who is played by uh, uh Ruth Nega mm-hmm. and uh the other character's name is Claire and uh it basically Tessa Thompson is sort of like evaluating this woman's life and and she feels like this woman is now sort of like encroaching on her life and she's become slowly like obsessed with this woman and also Claire is becoming obsessed with uh Tessa Thompson's character whose name is Irene um because Claire starts to miss you know her you know her black culture and miss being mm. around fellow black people and everything so there's sort of like a um I would like sort of like a, a jealousy between the two mm. um and it's it's just so fascinating and you know, Irene starts to suspect that Claire is having a an affair with her husband and everything, and 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 Claire is just—it's a, a very devastating role because you can tell this woman feels like so lost and alone, and her husband is a fucking racist. Oh, <laughs> like, God. like in like you should hear, you should see the movie and hear the things he says. It's mm. and it to these two women who are both black, but he doesn't know that they're black. It's it's devastating. Oh. Um, but the performances are fantastic. Ruth Nega, uh, she got a um, she either. Let's see. She she got a Golden Globe nomination. She did not oh, get, good. A, get a Critics Choice nomination, but um, uh, she's fantastic. Tessa Thompson's always great. But um, the cinematography is truly fantastic. It's. It, it's uh, a very sort of like grainy look and it's very like washed out um, mm. uh, and it's very bright and it feels like an aged picture the entire time. It's just absolutely beautiful. This is a dynamite year for cinematography. I have to say, like, I truly don't know what is going to win. I mean, I said on last week's podcast how much I love the cinematography for West Side Story, but mm. so many movies this year. It's like you have Dune, you have the tragedy of Macbeth, Macbeth, which the cinematography in that looks amazing. You have this, like the nightmare alley had phenomenal cinematography, like so much good work in the cinematography arena, this Oscar season. So that's kind of my most anticipated race this year. Oh, the power of the dog, amazing cinematography. But anyway, I've gone off the topic. Everyone see passing, (laughs) see passing. It's on Netflix and maybe it's in a, a movie theater still near you. So check that out. Wow. Okay. Is it is it streaming anywhere? Yeah, on Netflix. 
Oh, it's on Netflix. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I'll watch it there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You are scared about Spider-Man taking over. Oh. You're like, mm. I mean, I'm also I'm also too scared to go to a theater. Like, I feel like West Side Story is going to be the last movie I see in a theater for a long time. <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing that. Again. Like, I, that was fine. But then Omicron really reared its ugly head. And it's like, well, not worth it. Best of luck to y'all. See you at Netflix. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, Omicron's no. not going to last forever, girl. Hey, that's what you that's what you say. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, I have not really consumed that much new content this week. But I just must say, I feel like I must have given at least a small shout out to but Overcooked 2, that, that, did I talk about that video game yet on the podcast? Oh, yes, it's, you did. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> I truly, I because the thing is, I'd been playing with a group. I played with uh, my friend Joe and Jackson and uh, like right before I left. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to download it for my own Switch. I'll play it on the plane. I'll play it when I'm home. And man, oh, man, I'm about to beat the game, I'm pretty sure. And like, it's hard to play as yourself because you have to like shoot your, like you're controlling two people at once, essentially, and be like, okay, I have to chop up the cheese here. I've got to chop up the steak to make a burger. And like the whole point is like you are the chef putting all these plates together and like trying to get good tips from the customers if you get it out to them quickly and I just am very I'm having the most fun I'm very invested it's so addicting it's like a game that I feel like if ever I was also I'm also a very big Mario Party fan as you know so I love a big party game lots of mini games I like to you know just like a little simple way to enjoy my Switch and I feel like Overcooked 2 is really giving me everything I need this holiday season as far as like reconnecting with my younger self and like being lazy in my bedroom I can just lay here and try to get the burger and the pizzas and you know the burritos all prepared for the people try to get you know the best tips I can and not run out of time and get the most points and stars as I can I just anyone who has a Switch it is when I bought it I was on sale I believe it was $12.99 it was like a completely great deal and and uh, I just can't recommend it enough. It was It's just a joy to play. I must say it's a joy to play while you're half watching something. It's like I have Love, Victor on in the background while I'm playing this. And I'm like, man, my 12-year-old self would be so happy. Oh, like, my this God. Is- <laughs> you, can, you can do that? You can, like, play a video game as you're watching something else? Yeah, but I'm really half watching it. It's, and that's why it has to be something I've watched before. And so I'm focused on the, the, the uh, video game, but I have my headphones on listening to the Love, Victor half. Happening. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, I'm doing it all. That seems impossible to me. Like I no, can't, I can't even handle doing. I can't be productive when there's music in the background. Like, oh, I, I love when there's no, music in the background. no. I don't understand. <laughs> I nothing drives me more insane than when like you're with people or you're like doing something and then someone's like, we need music, and then they turn music on, and I'm just like, well, fuck. There goes my day. Like I can't. <laughs> I even if it's just it. like lightly in the background. I I don't like it. I don't really. Yeah, driving with music is like so I I I I've gotten better at driving with music, okay. but um I can't drive with music if I've ne- if I'm going somewhere where I've never been before. Like I need to like focus on where I'm going or else I will no. not I will like be completely lost. Um but yeah, like uh that when I was like working on set and that with the exercise videos, uh, mm-hmm. I would be, you know, busy like doing my thing and everything. And some of the um, fitness people would be like, we need music to like, you know, lighten this up and like get us in the mindset and everything. And I was just like, no, please. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I can't. I- I feel like the only thing that I can't do while like half watching something or listening to music in the background is writing. Like I cannot type anything if I am if there's music in the background or if I'm listening to a podcast. Everything else I can do it, and yeah, it's lovely. I can't, I can't even I can't even write something if I like have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 
Like if if there really? is like oh if there is like a slight like ooh I have to pee a little bit like I cannot sit down and write anything like it I also, cannot do it. Also, since I mean I know you hate the title, but you did write a feature film, sweetie. So I think it's just funny that like writers of all people, like screenwriters, I feel like of all people in the world dislike writing the most or like have the most <laughs> obstacles to writing and I'm like you guys this is you chose the job like well, I okay. understand do you, do you want to hear what the, the biggest challenge as far as this goes is yes it's, it's a little graphic but okay I'm, I, I mean how graphic <laughs> another I one mean, to ten <laughs> we're, de- we're dealing with going to the bathroom okay, um, okay. so so I also cannot write I hate writing at home I, okay. I have to like go somewhere to write and everything so yes, I always I know pick, that about you I always pick a boba place yes and i like sitting down having a boba and writing and i can really concentrate and really crank out a lot of really good work however boba has caffeine caffeine stimulates your bowels so (laughs) i like literally sit down finish my boba and then immediately like Five minutes later, I have to pack up my computer again and run to the bathroom real quick and like hope that no one takes my seat (laughs) while I'm in there. Um, It's very, very frustrating. I don't know that I realized that Boba had caffeine in it. You're in, yeah. you're, I feel like that's more caffeine than I feel like you would drink any other, otherwise. I mean, it's tea, girl. All right, all right. It's I tea. Just, it's tea. That's tea. That's <laughs> just, the tea. I just don't think, I guess that's true. And I mean, apparently, I, I, the boba place by us in Atwater apparently is very good. So I feel like you're always at our home at like 9.30 p.m. But someday that you're there, there during the day, you got to try the boba place and see what it's like. Because oh, I'm good things. I absolutely will. You I, must. I'm ready. All right. I feel like this is every boba place needs to get a match steel seal of approval in LA. Oh, absolutely. And it needs like a single bathroom open and available at all times. (laughs) The perfect boba place has, has seating and it has a bathroom available. I mean, I don't know if they can control when the bathroom is and is not available, but they could, you know, it'll do its best. I'm sure. No, I mean like available, like you're allowed to go in. Oh, are there bubble places that don't have that? Uh, like, well, occasionally, like the bathroom's like broken down. Oh, well, that's, that's a whole thing. That's, that's happened before, thing. yeah. Well, that's a tough day for you then, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Matthew, I hope well, you have Matthew. a wonderful Christmas holiday. I hope you have a safe trip back. Wear that mask. Be safe. Don't talk to strangers. Don't, you know, get too close. You know I don't talk to nobody when I'm at that airport. Me neither. Ugh. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I have my headphones. Also, don't talk to me. Someone in the airport t- had me take off my headphones to tell me that my backpack matched my shirt. And I was like, sir, we are not speaking. <laughs> like, I don't need, I did not come here for your feedback on my outfit. Like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like, I cannot. My biggest fears in life are that, A, the boba place will not have a bathroom. B, <laughs> Someone will talk to me at an airport and or on an airplane and see um, that I will be in a car and someone will want to roll the windows down. <laughs> you are very strange. Oh, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I have the top off. So like windows. What's a what's a window? No, oh, yeah. I will never drive <laughs> with you ever again. <laughs> <laughs> You've ridden in that car with the top off and you lived, sweetie. Hated it. It was fine. It was fine. But my hair was not. Oh, well, that that is true. I don't think about other people's hair because I don't have the problem. So I can I can see that. Yeah. How about you acknowledge your privilege? All right. Well, let's wrap it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Everyone out there, I hope you have a wonderful holiday. Holiday season is here. Enjoy every Mariah Christmas special, whether it's full length or 18 minutes. And we'll be back in the new year with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.